0: Welcome back, everybody, to another edition of the Start It Up podcast, Crucial Conversations. That means it's Friday, and I'm joined with Jamal Crook. Jamal, how you doing, man? Man, I'm doing good. Just yeah. working on some
1: side projects here.
0: Well, that's funny you say that. That's called a segue, you guys. Uh, <laughs> because we're going to talk a little bit today about teacher side hustle. Now, if there's one thing that gets my blood boiling, Jamal, is when people tell me, they'll come up to me and say, you know, Don teachers are our heroes you you guys don't get paid enough and i may have said this before in a podcast but you know what I, a lot of times i'll say mm-hmm. nothing is stopping you from getting at your checkbook right now yeah <laughs> when they tell me people should pay you more i'm like well here's your chance you know I, I was about ready to order <laughs> or you can i see that ten dollars <laughs> in your wallet um yeah because it's one thing to say oh you guys are underpaid well it's okay you know uh, I will also say, this is one thing I miss about being a middle school teacher versus a high school teacher. Man, when I was a sixth grade teacher, Jamal, uh-huh. around Christmas time, you know what I got? Starbucks Gifts. gift cards. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know what I get when I'm a high school teacher?
1: Nothing.
0: Nothing. Nothing. Every now and then you get like that parent that like knows what you go through and you'll get a card and a Starbucks gift card. Or something
1: like Merry that. Christmas.
0: You, right? You can, and solid Merry Christmas. Right. Thank you for all that you do. Right. And a $5 gift card, which gets you a cup of coffee. Which a I cup appreciate. of coffee. Yeah. I get jittery afterwards. Anyway, <laughs> we're talking about side projects. Um, yeah. So we oftentimes, we subscribe to the same people. You like Grant Cardone. You like people that talk about, you know, creating your own path to, to yeah. modifications. So in a lot of ways, I think when people think, Hey, teachers are underpaid, you don't have to just accept just your teacher salary. Correct.
1: Correct. Uh, as a matter of fact, you have a lot of time um, to do a lot of different things. If you are a teacher, I think the fundamental problem is I'm going to say this and we may get some, some, some hate email, but I'm going to say this. A lot of teachers go into teaching with the employee mindset as opposed to a more um, business oriented. And I don't want to say entrepreneurial um, because that would be just for having a lack of a better word. But I want to just say maybe if you consider yourself as a business, because we signed a contract. So realistically we are contractors, right? For 10 months. Well, you have a 10 month contract. You kind of have to look at yourself as a business and you're giving um, your goods in exchange for what they pay you for those ten months. However, you have two months where you have to contract somewhere else. So viewing yourself as a business as opposed to
0: an employee., mm, I agree. let me let me back up. there's some people out there that listened that started to yell and you said teachers have extra time, but let's be honest with each other. Sometimes they do, and sometimes they don't. It just depends on your discipline. I mean, yeah. I get it. If you're a high school English teacher, in my humble opinion, you, you've got more. I, they, they, they have, in my opinion, a uh, longer time to grade stuff. Uh, but it doesn't mean that you still can't make that time to be entrepreneurial. And that's what you're getting at, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely.
1: But I, I think I think even in that, you know. A lot of teachers, what they'll do with the, I don't have enough time, time. If you give 60 assignments in a nine-week period, you better expect to sit down to give adequate feedback to all those assignments. Because if you have 100 kids, 60 assignments, every one assignment you give, you're going to have 100 papers to grade. If you're giving 60, 100 times 60, was that 6,000 or 600? Yeah. much. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> 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 hold on wait, wait. This, this is an all saturday
0: night Live skit. i was told there'd be no math <laughs> no so let me break this down to like kind of three genres right so there is it's six thousand definitely okay,
1: six thousand
0: you're right you're right so okay. there there is there is um I see a lot of this. Matter of fact, this is the accepted norm Mm -hmm. with firefighters, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Now, I know that there's a lot of differences and not too many similarities, but with firefighters, they have extra time. Mm -hmm. And so let me break this down to three genres. Number one, you have a hobby that you could monetize. Um, Number two, you could uh, bring a monetization to your professional development. Right. Uh, or number three, you just find a second job, whether that be Uber or, you know, insurance or whatever. Right. right. So let, let's, let's go down all three. Um, I think the most common that a lot of teachers do is, is, is number three. And that is yeah. finding a second job. That's second like the job. summer work, right?
1: Yep. hmm
0: Tell, tell me why I think that's a bad idea. <laughs> I think
1: well. I think it's a bad idea because you kind of you lock yourself down to the planning and the dreams of someone else, as opposed to having the freedom to really create. Um, uh, I guess two months of unlimited income earning potential. If that's your focus,
0: I agree. I, I like that you're helping somebody else's dreams. Now I will get some feedback and saying, "Well, easy for you to say, Don. I don't." I don't have my own idea or startup or anything else I can monetize. Let me, let me get into that on number two because mm-hmm. I agree with you. Like even though that's the most common and by the way, if you don't want to put too much thought into it, then fine. I mean, that's cool. Yeah. Be an Uber driver, uh, you know, especially if you're young, you can, you know, you can wait tables. There's a lot of things And I, for the, for the record, Mm -hmm. I think your time, I think teacher's time is is worth more than that. But Mm -hmm. if if like, look, I don't want to think this. I just want to go out and make a hundred bucks this weekend. Awesome. There Mm -hmm. you go. That hustle is there. Right. But the, the, the number two though is, and and this is where people get hot under the collar, right? Mm -hmm. Um, I've seen some, man, did I see some hate get thrown out. There was some articles about teachers that were making some good money. Uh Mm -hmm. And for the record, I don't know, nor do I participate in the Was that teachers pay teachers? (laughs) Yeah. But this article was saying like, there's some like that teachers of Instagram, right? There's some (laughs) teachers out there that are making a lot of money. Now, I do know that there are some, you know, they beg, borrowed and stealed maybe some other people's work and then repackaged it. But if it were just that easy, everybody would, you know, everybody else would be making millions. So. Right. You can take some of the, like, if you've got a great graphic organizer or you got some great lessons or if you have some insights into professional development, getting them out there to the world, somebody might pay for it. Right?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Like, no doubt. Like, I think I think some of that is just, you know, we don't want to take the chance or I find, you know, or the process may be a little complicated. So teachers pay teachers, you got to set up an account. You know, it's, 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 you know, you gotta, it's almost like, um, from what I, from what I gather, it's almost like a, uh, you have to build a social following, you got to be interactive, and it just, it takes time throughout the year, and then you already have your job, you already have your kids, so, like, it takes time to cultivate that, too.
0: It does, um, but but again, I mean, I, I know that people got hot under the color about that, however, there was also another article, and boy, this is the one I saw the most um, debate back and forth. I believe it was a New York Times article. It's been a while now, about nine or ten months, and it was basically on um some uh, th- their term, not mine, rock star teachers that were getting uh, supported by companies. Right. Mm-hmm. So there was one educator, actually, yeah, one educator in Michigan mm-hmm. who um a three D printing company basically not only gave him some free 3d printers they gave him a stipend to work with the stuff Mm -hmm. and uh another teacher a teacher out in north dakota um they outfitted her with the with like clothing they sponsored her (laughs) She went out there oh my gosh you'd think that was just the worst thing ever how dare she you know teachers should stick to teaching and and this guy is benefiting unfairly and i was like wait in a day and age where we're talking about if teachers don't make enough money and if they find a way which by the way the reason why they got supported is because they were doing something right right <laughs> and so we can't say teachers deserve more money and then when some find it you can't be mad right or i i guess some people can i don't i don't see i i don't understand why but i i um it, it, this article kind of went over a a, a new like New something for people to consider. If you have something to say, well, heck, we're doing it right now. Start a podcast. Can I monetize yeah, this? Yeah. Yes. Am I selling it for advertising? No, I don't really want to, but I could um, write a book. Yeah. Now, I mean, I think Dave Burgess was the first to say, "Yeah, let's publish more books." Yeah. Now, he has taken some criticism of saying, "Well, there's too many education books, are there out there?" Are there? There's not really a lot of education books at all. Well, especially when you consider like I, I had a, a podcast with a lady named Gia Bean and Keeney. She's like a, a like an OG of of the Silicon Valley world, and we were right. talking about like bad characters uh, on on social media sites, and and then all these places that have like you know bad YouTube channels, and and they're mm-hmm. putting out a lot of disinformation. And she's like, you know what the answer to that is, though, right? More information. Yeah. And so I think that if there's more opinions out there about education, if people, if people have got a book to write, write it. Absolutely. And, and then y'all go ahead, go ahead.
1: No, I was going to say that that's just, that's just taking, taking control of what you can control. Like, like teachers are swirling with great ideas all the time. We're teachers, right? So, so the, the fact that you said there, there are too many education books. I find the opposite to be true because, you know, as a principal, you want to, you want to be able to have access to some books that people have wrote about some problems. Like here's, here's a problem like that. I don't think that there are detailed books on. There's an overview, there's inspiration, but dealing with minority students. all right? I think there's, I think there's one guy in the market right now who has dealt with them successfully at multiple stops and maybe had may, he may have some form of template or information that all schools could use to deal with minority students, Um, no matter where they come from or how successful they are that, you know, you still have your, your, your basic challenges, but that that's, that's a book that if, if we could find, you know, valuable solutions to, if you have some solutions to that or whatever, you know, solution that you have, if you wrote that book, I think it would be very helpful because now you have teachers who will be impacted by that and you're 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 extending beyond your classroom. So in a sense, it's really not, you know, you know, teachers say I would good, you know, most teachers would say I do this for free. Well, think about how many people you would actually help just by sharing your uh-huh. ideas if you have a successful classroom. And a successful classroom, I mean... Is is I would say it's 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 something that is so common but uncommon at the same time because yeah. there are so many different types of um just like last week we were talking to uh Matthew and I had I had no idea that yeah. up north the the schools are so small yeah. and you have to teach so many different subjects, right? Well, at a small school, like I need to have teachers teach multiple subjects, right? Well, I need to do a whole bunch of research on, you know, how and why and how they schedule that, that time. And how is it that you teach six through 12? How is it that you teach one through, you know what I mean? Like, like this is valuable information, but you go on, you go online, go, go try to find a book on that.
0: You know, you bring up a really good point because Matthew was kind of a, a example a on, he should, he should start putting stuff out. Right. I mean, yeah since we've had him on the show a we got a lot of feedback and then some people going what you've never heard of matthew well he's awesome and yeah. um you know because he has a, a unique look he teaches a small shop class that involves marketing that involves a lot of other things and he has a unique perspective on small rural schools which yeah. is the market you oh, know yeah. like the like teachers were slow at first to embrace twitter then it was an all hands on deck because the sharing of information Here's the only thing that we're talking about, crossing the chasm. If you have something that, like, if you give away 80% of what you know and what you have, people might be willing to pay you for that last 20%. And I see mm-hmm. nothing wrong with that. Right. I, and I, can I, I've seen some people like, oh, well, you know, <clears throat> you, you should want to do it for, you know, just to help just because. I, I, that's fine. And you can. But um, the, the one thing I do have to say that is a concern because I know I'll get emails if I don't bring this up. I do understand the concern of saying, okay, I've got something that was a really good idea. I was among the first. I saw somebody completely copy and paste what I did and then threw it up on Teachers Pay Teachers and claim it as their own. Right. What do you say to that? You should have did it first. I mean, <laughs> I mean, you,
1: you can't get mad at <laughs> You know somebody told no, I, me, somebody told me if, if if you have a if you have a great idea, if for a book or whatever it is, mm-hmm. if you don't do it, somebody else will do it for you. So and, okay,
0: two things I want to say: Sherry Crowfit, and I know that she's gonna be listening. So I'm gonna I'm gonna email her. That's exactly what she said when I wrote my book, because she she saw me and I'll never forget it. I was at uh, Podstock, uh, which Kevin Honeycutt put on, and so she was telling me, She was like, "When are you gonna write that book? Cause I mean, this was right when we started, I mean, the book was what, four years ago. And so she's like, you know, when, when are you going to do this? And I'm like, Oh, I said, look, I'm a decent teacher, but I'm a better, better father. I, you know, I can't, I don't have time to write this book. And she's like, well, you know, those kids that you love, it'll, you know, the person that does write the book for you, it'll be their kid's college savings. (laughs) And I was like, wait a second, wait a second. And that got me off of my butt. And then I started writing the book. And point number two, when you said that, it made me laugh because how many times have, oh, I can't, I mean, I've at least known five people that said, yeah, I watched Shark Tank. I came up with that idea five years ago. Right. And my answer is, really? Hmm. What'd you do with it? Well, yeah. I had, it was a great idea. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So in some ways, I like your snarky response. Well, you should have been there first. And first. that answer is, I can't argue with it. Yeah, However, it would kind of piss you off. You're like, look, uh, you know, I like, I did that, and and uh, you know, or that may be the fuel for them to like. If you see somebody else, you're like, okay, then I'm going to put out my own version, which was technically mine to begin with, and I'm going to make it even better. Okay, then then do it.
1: Yeah, I, I you know, I, and a lot of a lot of with just hustle is sometimes getting there first. Like there's there's a there's a whole just market of opportunity. And we talk about it all the time, just me and you talk about the the abundance theory. So, you know, the people if if somebody posted your stuff on Teachers Pay Teacher, um, and you see that it's people are buying it, well, you repost it and put it for 50 cent less. Mm-hmm. Um, create some competition, you know like whatever the case is, I can get the same thing for cheaper, especially if it's if it's your idea, but I think I think the thing that that you, you have to just realize is with hustle sometimes it's just getting there first. but with hustle let's let's just kind of maybe go to like what teachers actually make because I think that there's a misconception that teachers don't make enough, but I think from a monetary standpoint. Most teachers in most places, I'm. I think maybe with the exception of New York. Oh, and maybe, yeah. I and can, maybe I can. I can list and,
0: off a lot of cities,
1: and maybe California, or yeah. like th- there's there are a few cities where teachers just. I mean, it's 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 unreasonable. Like I know a teacher making ninety thousand, but the cost of living is just outrageous. Oh, I, like you know, I can't so, imagine being a teacher in San Francisco. Yeah. So I mean the cost of living is just yeah, outrageous. I mean, I think I think you qualify for welfare, welfare if you make um, 100 grand, some some craziness like that. So what you make, you know, everywhere isn't the same, but I'm talking like, you know, for for sit, I know Tampa, um, you know, your Kentucky's of the world and just different places like that. For the most part in, in most yeah. places teachers make enough to I mean the I guess the median salary um, is right at about fifty fifty five thousand dollars a year, and you make that over ten months, and you yeah. have two months to really extend that. I mean you can take two months and you can make about fifteen grand if you if you hustle right, if you have that side hustle. So I mean just take Tampa for example. If you're making fifty grand in Tampa. Um, and you're single, or even if you have a, even if you have a family and, you know, you have two incomes going, but even at one income, you make enough to not be
0: poor. Right. Over those 10 months. Right. And by the way, I know that I'm going to say this for you, but th- that is no, that means by no means do we think that you make enough, but it it's not, you, you don't have a life of poverty. And and right. I, just to clarify in some cities, you, there's uh, like in some cities, you barely are, are, are covering it. Yeah. Um, but like like we said earlier, this also might be an incentive. Like, uh, you know, y- you, you can monetize other things. Yeah. Which gets me to my last point. So, again, uh, level three, we had, you know, side hustles as in fast food, side jobs, working for somebody else. Level two uh that we were talking about then was uh you know you creating professional development start a podcast see if you can monetize a youtube channel um mm-hmm. put out some lessons on teacher pay teacher although again mm-hmm. for the record i've never done it so i don't know how it goes so i'm no i'm no expert um maybe do a podcast get it monetize things of that nature <clears throat> and then there's always the tried and true do you have a hobby I know right. a lot and I like, I, I know a lot of people, not a lot. People, I know several people that do things like on Etsy or mm-hmm. they will do crafts and sell them or they will just learn how to buy and sell things. They learn, you know, Facebook, local marketing. They, yeah. they, they can, they can do things that like I'm good at making X and I'll sell it on Y. And and I think right. that's that's a possible uh, thing for you to do as well. Absolutely.
1: and And I think, I think the, the, the hobby thing don't be afraid to ask people to pay
0: for what you're good at oh can 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 we make this a little bit self-serving and talk about Cynthia
1: oh yeah so so my wife really
0: great example yeah yeah yeah.
1: so my wife um we had our first child uh my wife got fired from her job and (laughs) we kind of looked at each other I was like well I guess you know you know, with the child, with the, with the cost of childcare and just different things, it was just like, man, you know what? It'd be best if you stayed home when we calculated the cost. So, you know, we hired Cynthia just to kind of be around the house because being a full-time mom is a is a full time job. Um, it's actually harder than what most people think. Anyway, shameless plug. I hope she listens to it. Um, but I think uh, no, I think what what ended up happening was uh, she got bored. She was home, she was with, you know, Amelia she got bored. So I said, well, what do you want to do? You know, she was like, can I, can we just get a camera so I can take pictures, you know, of Amelia around the house? And it gave her something to do. Um, All of a sudden, you know, she uh, took some pictures at the church. She took some pictures over here and then, you know, people started requesting, you know, Hey, can you take my pictures for me? Can you take my pictures for me? And at first she did like a year of free stuff. She just everybody's photos, they booked her. It was free of charge. Um, she messed up some photos, but she, she learned to edit. She, she self-taught herself everything. She built a website the whole night. And now, you know, she, you know, she created Life with the Crooks and it's a photography company. And we do, um, you know, photos, travel anywhere really to do photos. Uh, and she monetized her hobby. Now that's something that she does.
0: Yeah. It's a great, that's a great example. Yeah. Well, the thing I also like about it is, is that you said like she started and she started for free and it was a hobby that she decided, you know what, I can monetize this and then wasn't ashamed to ask, which I think is a yeah. is a big leap for a lot of people. One last thing. And this is kind of parallel. Steve Hold on one thing. thing, one one yeah. thing.
1: And and when you ask, don't be afraid to ask what you're actually worth uh-huh. because, because we've, we've, We've learned that as prices go up, so do your customers. Yeah, let that marinate. If you're cheap, yes, nobody will book you. <laughs> if, or,
0: or yeah, the, right. or the people that expect to pay you five bucks will always pay you five bucks. Right, right,
1: and they'll complete. Yeah, so just go ahead and ask for what what's reasonable in that market, and ask for just a little bit more, and you'll you'll have a good business. Well, go ahead.
0: No, it's. Uh, Kind of parallel uh, to what we are talking about, and this is where I'll wrap it up. Stephen A. Smith is about to be the highest paid uh, sports, uh, brought, no, I can't really call it, commentator on ESPN. Really? And, yep. And he did so because he used to do radio for free and then put a lot of hours in at next to nothing and then got his way in because of hustle. He had a regular paying job wasn't much but he still decided to work for free so when you said that it really got me thinking like that in a lot of ways it it was a side hustle and then yeah. he put in value and he put in time so if you especially if you're a young teacher if you're out there looking right now and saying man I just I need to make some side income that last it really kind of culminates even all three that 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 going out there and getting job right now might not be a bad idea you creating your own personal brand because you're an all-star teacher or you have some insight and not a bad job or even if you just want to hustle because you love something and you want to do some things for free and you know that that free that you'll come a day that you can ask to be paid uh nothing wrong with that either
1: absolutely positioning is is
0: key
1: yeah you know so
0: well there you go Jamal um as always Appreciate these talks. Uh, which, by the way, now we're getting a lot more feedback, um, and I appreciate that because one, it's cool when we—it's really cool when when we get um, some feedback, or I'm sorry, some listens and some numbers. But it's better when we get some some uh, feedback as well. I was told that I could read this. Uh, this is from uh, Doug Green, and uh, he said uh, he actually has a long email. I'll just read part of it. But he says, "As for your college admissions show." At times, you made it seem that it was all about college accepting rich and famous people who aren't otherwise qualified, and I'm sure they do in parentheses, when it was actually about applicants' parents cheating on the SAT test and bribing college coaches. By the way, kids who apply to Harvard and don't get in do as well as the kids that do get in. Also, John D. Rockefeller went to Folsom's Commercial College for 10 weeks, and Bill Gates dropped out of Harvard after two years. Keep up the good work. Thank you. Dr. Green, just wanted to share that. And yeah, yeah, we may have seemed to be as one sided. And yes, you're right. A lot of the scandal was on the actual SAT uh, coaching and bribing and stuff like that. So thank you for pointing that out, Mr. Green. But as always, um, I just I like it when people, you know, give us permission to to write in and and all that good stuff. So I just want to give that feedback. Uh, Jamal, any last thoughts? Um,
1: not today. Um, I'm just excited. Well, I, I guess this is a last thought, man. I'm excited to have some time with the family. This week, we we're going into a four day weekend here in Florida. It's been pretty cold. It's
0: been like, you know, 60. Don't, 70, don't start. Four-day. Don't start. <laughs> don't start. Uh, I always wondered, no, like when when the rest of the world goes on spring break, most people go to Florida. So when you go, when you live in Florida, you go...
1: You stay at home, man. Yeah, exactly. Like you, yeah. you, I mean you live it. I mean, you go to the beach whenever you want to, um, but for okay. the most part
0: you just stay at home and enjoy Absolutely. Yeah. Don't, don't have to worry about booking that hotel room. No, no. All right. Very good. Well, as always, when you do give us that feedback and we're considering, not considering, we will host uh, more people because we had a fun time with Matthew. So if you have an angle, if you have a like, you know what you guys missed out on was this, then we mm-hmm. will have you on the podcast as well. Uh, although I'll say next week, we're going to continue with the money side and we're going to talk about school sponsorship and funding. Until then, for Jamal Crook, this is Don Wetry reminding you, these opportunities are everywhere. We'll see ya.